0: Você está ouvindo to
1: China-Africa Talk.
2: Jumbo, eu Bridget, aqui com o Leiteia, você está na China, na África.
1: Vous écoutez o dialogo sino chino-africano com Bridget?
2: Everything China, everything África.
1: Olá, você está ouvindo China-Africa Talk com Bridget. Olá, você está ouvindo o China-Africa Talk com a você está ouvindo o com a Bridget.
2: Hello and welcome back to China Africa Talk, your program to news and views from a Chinese and African perspective. I'm Bridget Mutambirwa. This week, still in commemoration of China's continued dispatching of medical teams to Africa, we speak with Dr. Wang Shun, leader of the Hunchula team in Algeria, which is part of the 27th Chinese medical team dispatched to Africa. We also have on the line China-based Malian doctor Diara Boboka joining us for the second time to share what it's like practicing traditional Chinese medicine away from home. Our two guests will also share perhaps what African and Chinese medical counterparts could possibly learn from each other. Dr. Wang, you worked in Zhongnan Hospital in Wuhan, Hubei Province correct? Yes. Yes, okay. Now you're the leader of Henshela team in Henshela province in Algeria. How did you feel about being dispatched to Algeria when you were told that you'd be living and working there?
3: Uh, Actually, I was very excited at first. Okay. Because our hospital has been dispatching doctors to Algeria all the time. Okay. Such as obstetrician and gynecologist, anesthesiologist, and surgeons. I have heard a lot of stories about uh, the working environment and uh, local customs here. Mm. And uh, I'd like to come and see it by myself.
0: Okay. okay. But
3: I'm also a little worried, you know, because I have to work here for two years. Mm.
0: Uh,
3: want to be able to accompany my daughter and family. So I think if something important happens at home yeah. I I won't be able to deal with it. Mm. Mm, and at that, at that time the COVID nineteen is very serious and I had no idea what situation I would have faced mm. when I if I arrived here. So I was a little hesitant at first. Um, But then I realized that maybe Algeria really needs us. And I talked to my family Mm -hmm. and they understood that was my job. And they were very supportive.
2: And Dr. Diar, you're based here in China. You're from Mali. You're the first foreigner to get a postdoctoral degree in Chinese medicine and have been studying and conducting TCM treatments in China for more than 30 years now. What have been some of the highlights of you on this journey to date?
1: Oh uh, yes, thank you. Yeah, uh, as you know I came in China in 1984 mm. and after my bachelor and uh, master degree I got my postdoctoral degree in Chinese medicine. Mm. That was in uh, 1997. Ah. So of course it wasn't uh, that easy uh, because uh, First, I have to overcome the language barrier mm-hmm. because in Chinese medicine we use more ancient Chinese, mm. that meaning ancient characters.
2: So it's not the normal and, Mandarin
1: that we. Yeah, yeah, it's not the normal Mandarin okay. we are using. Uh, so and a uh, part of that also, many of my friends. Uh, did not understand really why I decided to switch from uh, what we call uh, Western or classical medicine Mm -hmm. to Chinese medicine, uh, because some of them don't understand it, so that's why they don't support me. Mm -hmm. But I keep going on my choice. And uh, so when I was graduated, I started working in public uh, hospital here in China. Mm -hmm. And also I saw that that wasn't also easy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I come to know that uh, not so many patients want to come to me at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, until one day, my first after four days uh, sitting in the hospital with that patient, mm-hmm. finally I had my first patient and uh, <laughs> that patient ran away after showing me. When <laughs> uh, I ran after her mm-hmm. and uh, talked to her, I said, okay, uh, I'm the one you're looking for and uh there is no problem you i can see you Mm -hmm. and uh, i can guarantee you if there is no improvement i will not charge you Mm. so finally she accepted to be my first patient as a result the second day the following day she broke her mother and sister right so that meaning that uh (laughs) it was a it was uh,
2: effective effective yeah 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 yeah. you managed to break that barrier yeah yeah so we have a scenario here we have dr wang shun she's in algeria and dr diara you are based here in china i'd like to know from you um what would you say though have been some of the major achievements of the chinese medical teams in africa so far over the last decades I want to hear from your position as a doctor. When you heard, okay, there's some doctors uh, who are going to Africa, what would you say have been the achievements? You'd be like, wow, they managed to do that?
1: Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, since China sent the first foreign medical team in Algeria, well, mm. uh, that was in 1960. Uh, yeah, in 1963. 1963, yes. Yeah. So China have sent a total of 30,000 medical personnel mm.
0: mm-hmm.
1: to all over the world, not only Africa, but to all over mostly yes, 76, all over yeah, 76 countries, mm-hmm. more wow. than 209, 290 million patients, mm. that's an amazing number. Even I can say more than 90% of this. Mm-hmm. are living in africa so in the past really 60 years uh, the chinese medical team have uh, done great thing in in africa mm-hmm. we can talk about you know going to rural area very remote area
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, continually seeing patients for
0: free
1: mm-hmm. in uh, such a hard condition
0: mm-hmm.
1: many people have here a little bit about what I have done in China here. People think what I have done a lot, but compared to really what the medical team have done in Africa, Africa. cannot compare them.
2: Dr. Wang, Dr. Diara mentioned some of the challenges that he had with one patient when he started working here in China. What local and ecological challenges do you often face based on the fact Uh, that China and Algeria are different?
3: Okay. Mm, At first, uh, when I work here, work in Algeria,
0: Mm
3: -hmm. I found that there are a lot of pregnant women and uh, a lot of obstetrician and gynecologists are needed. All right. Uh, Yes, I found that the caesarean section rate here Mm -hmm. Mm is much higher than I thought. I used to think that the women here would control the caesarean section rate. Actually, men have multiple caesarean section. Three or four very common, even five or six, uh, I think this uh, leads to an increased risk of of, uh, placenta previa, Mm. postpartum bleeding, and uh, uterine rupture. And also they have a lot of complication of pregnancy, Mm. such as diabetes and uh, hypertension. So I took some measures to strengthen monitoring so that pregnant uh, women can pay attention to these problems. Uh, in terms of the COVID-19, mm-hmm. uh, we were all a little nervous when we first came here. Uh, because at that time, you know, Chinese policy management of the COVID was very strict. So I formulated uh, epidemic prevention and control policies mm-hmm. according to the work situation here. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yes, yeah, such as wearing masks, mm-hmm. uh, N-19-5, uh, wearing quarantine Closes. Mm. a prevention to hand hygiene and environmental disinfection. Mm. And so, on. epidemic prevention supplies and the medical equipment were also donated to the Hang Maternity Hospital and the Eye Hospital mm,
2: okay. and
3: I think they are very happy to receive this.
2: So you formulated some measures that suited the area you're working in now.
3: A little different uh, with China.
2: The challenges that you're talking about just now, you mentioned how you had several cases of high blood pressure and diabetes among a lot of the women. Do you have any similar emergency response methods or any methods you feel at times you needed to implement based on your experience here in China? Uh,
3: Yes. Usually when I work in China, Mm -hmm. um, I have many more critical patients than here. After working in Algeria, Mm -hmm. I would deal with such patients according to my work experience. Of course, sometimes uh, there are different choices due to people's living habits, Mm -hmm. religious beliefs, and uh, medical conditions between the two countries. And I will change my treatment decision for patients through constant uh, understanding culture of here. Okay. Mm, for example, in China, if I diagnose a patient with a postpartum hemorrhage, I will choose a, a various uh, treatment options. Okay. But I cannot do so in Honshila. Okay. Because um, the treatment uh, condition is is very limited, you know. Okay. There is no support, such as an intensive care department, mm. the, the allergy department, and other teams.
2: Mm. Okay. So, in time, do you use traditional Chinese medicine?
3: Yes, we have traditional uh, Chinese medicine doctor here.
2: Okay. Yes, we, yeah. Okay. All right. And over to you, Doctor. Um, our co guest, Dr. Shun, just mentioned some of the challenges the Chinese medical teams face in Africa. Are there perhaps any less or similar to those experienced by other long standing development aid and global health donors? The challenges that yeah. they face in Africa. When you hear about some of these things, does it sound any different?
1: Yeah, we know that uh, everybody know that in Africa, for example, HIV is malaria are some of the biggest challenges in most countries. Yes, and we know that the global health donors sometimes they know all about this. Okay, they know that Africa have this problem. But the, my question to them is, I don't know why sometimes they don't want to let their patents. Open mm. to help us because of this is still one of the problems with this global. Some of these global health donors are mm. companies or they are they are keeping the patent, try to manage it. Mm. So it becomes a kind of double gain
0: mm. you know.
1: Oh, so Africa from their side will not receive the exact help they really want mm-hmm. uh, to us, For example, if to come about drugs, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. And another thing also is. Uh, we know that we talked about challenges uh, mm. in Africa. Also, we work. The work burden is completely different here in China. Sometimes we can work overtime. You
0: mm. know, mm-hmm.
1: we are used to it because we want to devote our time to our patient. Mm. And um, as the doctor just said, we see more patients here than in Africa. In Africa, sometimes our doctors or they don't want to work overtime. We mm. are not used to
0: mm.
1: uh, no work at, on holidays. If time. Is half that does it? Let's stop to the last question. And mm. Sometimes we can walk overnight.
2: Thank you for drawing <laughs> the comparisons, also. Um, Dr. Wang, do locals understand why you are in Algeria and and also how this embodies China's vision of building? a community with the shared future for humanity?
3: I think maybe the local people don't understand uh, what's the community of shared future of mankind. Mm. But uh, they only know that Chinese doctors mm. come here to treat mm. and uh, they trust the uh, Chinese doctors, I think.
0: Okay. I
3: was struck uh, by the fact that uh, when we came to Hanzhala province in August 2021, mm-hmm. at that time, Chinese doctors had not been working in my maternity hospital mm-hmm. for more than more than a year due mm-hmm. to the COVID nineteen, and many patients had gone to the other hospitals. Mm-hmm. But when they heard that uh, the Chinese medical team came back, the number of patients in the hospital increased by two to three times. <laughs> you know, mm. uh, which fully shows well, the mm-hmm. local people's trust in the Chinese medical team, I think. And I think this is exactly the concept of building a community with a shared future Mm -hmm. for mankind proposed by China. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. So generally, you haven't found yourself maybe in a position where people want to understand why are you here and why are you giving me this injection? There was a bit of humor there when Dr. Diara was mentioning that the patient literally ran and he had to go after the patient. Have you had similar experiences or your colleagues? I think we
3: just uh, know that we are here and help with this.
2: <laughs> oh, well, good for you. That makes it easier, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Dr. Diara, Mali and, and Africa as a whole are different from China. They have two different medical systems. What challenges are you still facing or often face here in China? When you're practicing your medical work,
1: you know what Africa as a whole and China for sure have a different medical system. Mm-hmm. And but also we also have some in common. Mm-hmm. I'll talk first about what we have in common, sure. because we both consider our traditional medicine as part of our culture. And life. And I think this is very important. So, traditional medicine in uh, China or in Africa should not be taken as something like complementary medicine. Okay. It's a part of our our culture, Is a part of our life mm-hmm. and our healthcare. Mm-hmm. So, it should not be looked like as a complementary, something complementary. It okay. should be a the main thing in our healthcare system. Mm-hmm. In Africa, we still have countries where sometimes traditional medicine is up to 80%. Mm-hmm. So in Western countries, some of them look, look to our traditional medicine as something maybe not so important or something mm-hmm. just a uh, complementary, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It shouldn't be like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, what the big thing we have in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, something also we... Challenges, something different that will be, as I tell you, the work aspect that mm-hmm. I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes here we can work <laughs> over time, mm. tell you. And uh, sometimes in Africa, uh, when I was in Mali, we are not used to.
2: Okay. And Dr. Wang um, made to believe that this is your first time working in a foreign land. Could you perhaps share your most memorable experiences in Algeria?
3: Uh, of course. Um, once I met a mm. woman pregnant uh, with a triplet, three babies, mm. yes, and uh, she has suffered a cesarean section before, mm. and she was uh, already having regular contractions mm. when she arrived, yes. Uh, because of her history of a cesarean section, and uh, this time she have uh, three babies, uh, so she needed to receive cesarean again
0: okay
3: but at that time and um, we have two surgery rooms in our hospital madame day hospital mm. at that time the two rooms were operation have mm. operations going on mm. in both oh. rooms, yes okay. mm. and, uh, so it was impossible to do cesarean for her at that time Gosh. Mm, and she was very worried about her baby. Mm, So I I took her to the delivery room to give birth and uh, all the midwives said it was too crazy for them to do I said, no problem, we have no choice, Mm. I will do it. Mm. So uh, I instructed the woman how to breathe and uh, how to give birth. Mm. And finally, the three babies were born safely Mm. and the woman thanked me gratefully mm. yes she, she is always said merci, Dr. merci doctor max mm. <laughs> doctor i think yes i think this is a very unforgettable experience mm. especially we really meet such a situation mm-hmm. in china
0: sure, sure, and sure.
3: Uh, also i think it's a challenge for me mm. uh, and especially after i found the baby and uh, the women woman is safely
0: mm.
3: i think it's um, it's very. Proud
0: of, oh, proud
2: yeah. of. Oh, oh, bless you, doctor. That's a touching experience.
3: Yes, yes. It's really, I think it's a really uh, unforgettable uh, experience. Mm. Yes.
2: Mm. Uh, just to wind off, moving forward uh, to expand cooperation across Africa and other regions, what can African and Chinese counterparts learn from one another? Besides what we've just discussed here, I'm also learning something from both of you, but I'd like to know Mm. from you, speaking on behalf of doctors who are on the ground there in Africa, what can you learn from each other, Dr. Wang?
3: I think first, uh, China and uh, Africa cooperation um, is built on the basis of um, mutual respect, Mm. equality and mutual benefit. Mm -hmm. And uh, secondly, I think China's uh, development in recent decades Mm -hmm has attracted worldwide attention mm-hmm. and uh, achieved a rapid economic rise in a peaceful and stable environment. Okay. As a doctor, I focus more on the health and the diseases. Mm-hmm. I believe that China has more experience in disease prevention concepts. I think medical needs teamwork. Okay. We have a lot of uh, different teams we can support for each other. Also, we we can help more African medical workers master adopt the medical methods Mm -hmm. and the prevention concepts so as to improve the overall medical level of African countries Mm. and help more African people in need of help to uh, regain their hopes.
2: Dr. Boboka. What would you be able to learn from each other?
1: I have uh, four point. I don't know if you have time to listen for Sure, that. sure. Okay. I think first, we have to deepen our medical aid relationship. Okay. China have done this six years, six decades. Uh-huh. China have done quite a lot. Mm-hmm. But now, in view, because this new de- time, this new decade coming, mm-hmm. things are changing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think we need to move to a new step. Because okay. 60 years ago, where Africa was, and now, sixty years later, Africa. Where is where is Africa now? Mm. We have to switch our medical aid relationship. Right. So we have to switch it from sending medical personnel mm-hmm. now to sending medical staff to train. Right. Train the it trainer. It should be a training. Yeah. Mm, mm, and mm. also, we have to think about medical infrastructure, mm. medical equipment. Mm-hmm. For example. Just now, Dr. Wang was talking about something. I think she's, she was mentioning about lack of medical equipment. Mm, true. Mm-hmm, mm, true. So even having some basic equipment mm-hmm. manufacturers, factories in Africa,
0: mm-hmm.
1: this something can be done. In China here, we have a thousand of, of simple like scissors, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many do we have in Africa? So we can have some of these factories in Africa. That's More, number uh, one. Right. Number two, in China when you are graduated, mm-hmm. you have to you have another two to three years practice in the hospital mm-hmm. before you become independent. Right. You understand me? Right. But now a medical staff graduates from the same university like Dr. Wang
0: mm-hmm.
1: after five years, they will send him back home. Mm-hmm. And that person will not have the two years Dr. Wang will have in China here. Mm-hmm. So he will go back just after the theory with plus one year mm. clinical practice. Mm. So that meaning that person is still a new, mm. as we say in French, a blue mm. and blue mm. uh, in, in the medical field. Mm. There are still some things, some things maybe he cannot handle in alone. So shall we now for these people, uh, student graduate from Africa here, mm. shall we take that cross with a medical team back in Africa there, for example, in Algeria,
0: mm-hmm.
1: after the medical graduate, taking them back to when to, they will work together for another two years, mm-hmm. and then they'll take over.
0: Mm-hmm. That will be my
1: second. Mm-hmm. My first will be in China here, uh, yeah, we have a quite a number uh, medical train in China,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like me, mm-hmm. uh, but they are not really fully involved in the medical investment in Africa. Uh-huh. So, for example, we have a, we still have, because of my new position now, mm-hmm. a uh a, a vice chairman of the China Friendship Association
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Federation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we have people approaching us. We have doctors graduate in China here. Mm-hmm. They went back to, to Africa and now what they are doing, they are selling handphones. Mm-hmm. They are in Africa, mm-hmm. they are doing interpretation for Chinese company yeah a medical graduate doctor with a bachelor mm. or maybe a, a, a MD in medicine mm. that's something we cannot accept mm. so
2: if we because could expand like, the whole
1: um, yeah. concept mm.
2: Mm. this
1: gra- this student a graduate master's degree in Mm. China here. But Mm. back from, I come to my last point, it was very important. Yes, please. We have to deepen our cooperation between traditional African medicine Mm -hmm. and Chinese medicine. Okay. Because this is something we have in common. I think some of the Western countries, they don't have this. And Mm -hmm. that will make the difference. Mm -hmm. So China or Africa, our traditional medicine can learn from Chinese medicine. Mm -hmm and then to see how China have developed their Chinese the traditional medicine. Mm-hmm. We can help us the same way to develop our traditional medicine.
2: Okay. Unfortunately, we don't have much time uh, left on the program. Doctors, thank you for joining me in this episode, yeah. as we continue to commemorate 60 years of China's medical teams to Africa. From both of you, thank you so much and good luck.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.
3: a podcast of CGTN Radio. We go beyond headlines with reporters from around the world. Search for Deep Dive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Take a deep dive into the news every week. Hear our conversations.